0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in to Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, what was that? Just take the rest of the year off and good luck, Calvin. We're all rooting for you. It's next on Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Hittin' Hard is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. We ask you to head to youtube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser. When you get there, hit that subscribe button, leave us a comment, free and available to download on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your favorites. Roku and Amazon Fire, yes, we are available on those platforms as well. Check us out there and then give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH 316. Um, what was that? What was that from the Atlanta Hawks last night? You know, I thought the other night that the Hawks may have hit their low point with the loss in Charlotte to the dreadful Hornets, fewest wins in the Eastern Conference, but they beat us three out of four times. I think last night was the low point of the season for the Atlanta Hawks. So you came back home, right? You, you, from that long, extensive road trip all the way in Charlotte, North Carolina, right? Come home, you're going to play the Knicks, a team that's directly in front of you. You're two and a half games at that point, two and a half games back of them. Okay, a chance to chip in to their lead and try to get a little closer. You're at home, you're headed to the all-star break. Okay. You could win three out of four um, from that five game, you know, road trip that you had all signs pointing upward. And you know, you're, you're looking at the Charlotte game and saying, okay, we played really lousy. We, We gave up a whole crap ton of points. Let's put all of that behind us and focus and let's get a win tonight. And then the bell rang, as they say in wrestling. That was a dreadful performance. The Knicks blew them out. They were up by as much as 24 at one point. They win by 21-122-101. They were never not in control of that game from start to finish. And here's the thing. The big three from the New York Knicks. Randall, Brunson, and RJ Barrett had 70 points. Our big three, Trey, DeJounte, John Collins, had 33 points. The Hawks were one for 15 in the first half, shooting the three. Now, let's go back in time a little bit. Remember on December 7th, this past season, where The Hawks went up to New York in Madison Square Garden and had that 6-for-36 three-point shooting night. 6-for-36. Hawks were 5-for-26 in the game last night. 1-for-15. That was a dreadful performance. They looked like that they were completely just wanting to be off for the next nine days. That was miserable last night. And and I was on air on the radio last night after the game. I was legitimately ticked off. This team has no heart and no soul that they don't have. And and we're going to get more in depth on this in just a few minutes into the next segment. But this team has no heart. They have a P for a Valentine, as I like to say, or as the great Bobak says. And now you're going into the all-star break. By the way, the the Knicks winning last night, Brooklyn beat Miami, who, by the way, you know, Brooklyn looks like they're not going to take too many steps back, even though they lost two generational players that they gave up in trade. But Macau Bridges and guys like that, that they brought back, they look like that they can maybe try to win some games. They beat the Miami Heat last night. And now the Knicks and the Heat flip spots. Knicks are at the sixth spot. The Heat dropped back to the seventh spot. And now you're three and a half games out of the seventh spot. That was a miserable performance. I mean, at the end of that game, they it looked like a G League game that every single stiff, I mean, they brought in Bruno Fernando at the end of that game, and he couldn't even inbound the basketball. He had a turnover. In a game that was 20-something points decided, he goes in, the first thing that he does is go to inbound the basketball at the end of that game, and he creates a turnover. They didn't look like they wanted to be on that court or anywhere near that court. They should have just not shown up to the arena last night. They would have done just as well to just sit the game out, forfeit it, and then go into the all-star break. And we're going to talk about, because this is everybody. This, this is everybody's fault. But that was a miserable performance last night. Your stars didn't play like stars last night. Their stars played like stars. Oh, and then John Collins gets hurt again. You know, he missed the other night. Then he got hurt trying to trying to go up and, you know, I don't know, Julius Randle was playing linebacker out there for the New York Knicks. He's mauling people. Collins goes up for a, a dunk or something. I don't even know what. And then he missed the rest of the game. You know, he, he only played like 22 minutes last night. So now he's hurt. So luckily they're in the all-star break and, you know, going to have some time off. And again, they'll come back and play the Cavaliers and Brooklyn. And then they've got, you know, toward the early part of March, they've got two games in Miami in three days and two games in Washington in three days. Well, guess what? All of those teams are either directly in front of you or directly behind you. And now you look at Toronto and Washington, they're a game back of the Hawks. So the nine and 10 seed are only one game back of you. And the Hawks are what? Three and a half games out of the seven spot. This is not going well for the Atlanta Hawks. This is becoming disastrous. A game below 500, they're 15 and 12 at home. We talked about, you got to take care of home court advantage. You got you to have a big time stretch. They were the fourth winningest team at home in the Eastern Conference last year. You got to get back to that point. Got to get things cranked up and going. And then after that performance on Monday, where you gave up the most points, then you come back home and you lay an egg to the Hawks. They've given up 266 points in the last two games. How are you going to beat anybody like that? How are you going to beat anybody when you give up 266 points and remember Trey and Nate and all these press conferences that they had after the game on Monday, Oh, we got to play better defense and, and we got to focus more on defense. And you give up 122 last night on your home floor. That was a miserable performance from the Atlanta Hawks. And I do think now we've hit the actual bottom of the barrel for what this franchise is this year. I want to talk about my friends over at FanDuel. Listen, FanDuel is the number 1 sports book in America and with it being the All-Star break, listen. Get in on the no sweat first bet where you can win as much as $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, easy to use. You can bet on everything from money lines to point scores to props. Everything is available to you at FanDuel. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So go to FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N FanDuel.com slash locked on go to and get the no sweat first bet where if your first bet doesn't win, you can claim as much as a thousand dollars in bonus bets simply by going to FanDuel.com. Slash Locked On. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. So here's the thing about the Hawks, okay? And and this is the reality because everybody's pointing fingers and and all this kind of stuff, okay? This is everybody's fault. This is everyone's fault. Nate McMillan can't coach. Trey Young's not a leader. Too many guys hurt. Nobody's playing well. There's no chemistry on the court. There's not one thing that's wrong with the Atlanta Hawks. There is everything wrong with the Atlanta Hawks. It's the ball boys. It's the guys who sweep the floor. It's the janitors that clean up the restrooms. It's the hot dog vendor that comes down and sells hot dogs in, in section 222. Every single thing about this organization is wrong. There's nothing that is going right for this organization the players the coaches everybody's at fault i don't want to hear that well it's this guy's fault and That they're all at fault the players don't play they have no chemistry the coaches can't coach everybody and i'm telling you this off season is going to be 100 listen to me 100% about what Tony Wrestler envisions the direction of this team going. It won't be Landry Fields. It won't be Nick Ressler. It won't be Nate McMillan because he won't be here. This will be 100% about what Tony Wrestler thinks about this franchise. Because he can't look at this roster. He can't look at this coaching staff and be satisfied about anything with it. They went out and made a big trade to get DeJounte Murray. It hasn't made a difference. They paid John Collins. They paid DeAndre Hunter. They paid uh, Cal, or, uh, uh, Clint Capella. They paid Kevin Herter. And because they don't want to go in the luxury tax, they moved him on. They paid all these guys. They paid Trey Young super max money, paid all their guys, hadn't made a difference. They gave Nate McMillan an extension. Hasn't made a difference. And again, I'll keep going back to this point over and over and over again. Tony Wrestler said, we will go in the luxury tax if it makes sense. You think at 29 and 30, it makes sense for them to go in the luxury tax now and then go into it next year because their, their contracts, again, they're all going up. DeAndre Hunter goes from nine point nine to $21 million. John Collins is owed more money next year on the cap. Trey Young's owed more money next year on the cap. DeJounte Murray, Clint Capella, on and on and on and on. And why? Why would this franchise go in the – if I'm Tony Wrestler, I'm 100% on his side. Why would I go in the luxury tax with this group of vagabonds? Why would I go in the luxury tax with this bunch of goofballs? Why would I go spend good money and and have it and have it be taxed dollar for dollar and then when you go into next year even more money? Why would I why would I have it? Ta- we're not the Celtics. We're not the we're not the uh Golden State Warriors. Why the hell would I go in the luxury tax with this group of of bull, phony balonies? This season, this off season will be all about what tony wrestler looks at if he wants to blow it up he's going to try to blow it up if he's going to try to build around one or two guys he'll build around this this hawks off season is everything about what the what the owner sees in this franchise you can see whatever you want you can see whether trey young's a star whether he's a problem Nate McMillan won't be here. No, Nobody in the NBA, by the way, nobody in the NBA, all the guys that are analysts and pundits and, you know, blue marked media people, everybody thinks that Nate McMillan's gone. Nate McMillan tried to quit a few weeks ago. He tried to step down, and they wouldn't accept his resignation. He tried to get away from all of this. So if you say Nate's the problem and all that, okay, Nate won't be here next year. Then what? Because you can get, unless you bring back Chuck Daly from the grave or you bring Pat Riley up to coach this team, then you may have some semblance of a chance. I don't even know if you have that. But short of that, whether you drop Kenny Atkinson in or Mark Jackson or whatever you want, drop in whatever coach you want. This is not 100% on the coach. This is, the player's not playing well. Again, John Collins hurt again. We're back to 56 games of John Collins. He's out another night. He's hurt in the game last night. He's never available. And it's on and on and on with this franchise. It's the same old things. We're not coached well. We don't play well on the court together. We got guys, too many guys that are hurt all the time. It's just all the same story. If I'm Tony Wrestler, I'm looking at this like, I paid you guys all this money. I gave Nate McMillan an extension for a bunch of money. I gave Trey Young supermax money. I gave John Collins $125 million. I gave DeAndre Hunter $95 million, even though he hadn't proved a, a damn thing in the league. I gave C- Clint Capella an extension on his contract. Gave Kevin Herter 64 million dollars. Gave all this money to all these guys, and they don't do anything. Don't do anything. And you know what? They're going. Here's reality, okay? Here's the reality of the situation. They're gonna be a play-in team. Eight, nine, ten. Somewhere in that range. Okay. I don't think they're gonna. They're not going to find a miracle cure in the All-Star game. By the way, they should just take the rest of the year off. That's that's my theory. They should go on this All-Star break and just not show up. Next Friday, when they play the Cavaliers, and they play them at home at State Farm Arena, here's what the Hawks should do, okay? They should not show up to the arena. They should just, you know what? We're all just going to take some more time off where, where the Cavaliers will come out and they'll warm up and they'll go through layup drills and all that kind of stuff, and they'll be looking over at the other end of the court and saying, well, where's the Hawks at? They shouldn't show up to the arena. They should take the rest of the year off. Because let me tell you how that's going to end. Let me let me tell you how this is going to end. They're going to be in some play-in tournament with Toronto, Washington, whatever, the, the, the Heat, Knicks, whatever. I, I don't even care what it is. And they'll may win one or two games, and then let's just say and, and they might even do that. They might not even be that good, but they'll win one or two games, and they'll go into the first round of the, you know, uh, uh, playoffs, and playoffs, and then they're going to hook up with Boston and Mil- either Boston or Milwaukee. You think that they have any shot in a seven-game series? against boston or milwaukee the way that this team looks right now the way that they play right now they have a minus five thousand percent chance to win a series against milwaukee or boston because they'll be the number either one of those teams will be the number one seed it'll be a bigger mismatch than it was last year with the miami heat At least we thought, yeah, the Heat can, you know, they may be vulnerable and this, that, and the other. Yeah, Boston and Milwaukee, or I should say, yeah, Boston and Milwaukee, you think the Hawks have any shot in a series against them? Oh, well, anything can happen. (laughs) Yeah, right. They'll get creamed again. And it'll be another embarrassment, and we'll claim that we made the play-in tournament and all this kind of stuff. But mark my words. This is all about Tony Wrestler and where he thinks the direction of this franchise is. This isn't what Landry Fields can do. This isn't what a new coach can do. This is all about what Tony Wrestler thinks. And every sign that he has shown you has said that he's not going to overspend because it doesn't make sense. He's not going into the luxury tax this year. And I won't be surprised if this thing, they make the play-in tournament, they get knocked out, whatever. I won't be surprised if there aren't wholesale changes to this roster because this is not working. And this is simply not putting a coach in. When their starting five is together and they're focused and comp- and ready to play, they can play with anybody in the NBA. They can play with anybody in the league with their starting five. I have no doubt about that. When they're focused and ready to go, they can play with any team in the league. But how many nights do we get that? A random night here, a random night there. How many nights do we really get that out of the Atlanta Hawks? This is going to be what Tony Ressler decides when he looks at this franchise. When he sits down and says, what do we do now? This is going to be on him. I'm not going to be surprised if they blow people out of here. I'm not going to be surprised if they run it back. I'm not going to be surprised by much of anything that Tony Wrestler does because I can see both sides of the coin. I can see trying to figure some things out and blowing it up. That may not be fun for fans, but that's going to be the reality of the situation when it comes to Tony Wrestler and the Hawks. All right. After you make John Chuckery uh, or hitting hard with John Chuckery your first listen every day, make sure you make Locked On Sports today your second listen. Biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get all of your favorite podcasts from. So we're wishing good luck to Calvin Ridley as he goes for his reinstatement. I hope Calvin Ridley is reinstated very quickly. I hope Calvin Ridley makes a roster. I hope Calvin Ridley has a big year, and I hope he earns a new contract from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Why do I hope all of that? Because that's directly tied into what our compensation is going to be for Calvin Ridley. So we don't know what the mythical date is in the contract about when Calvin Ridley has to be reinstated in the league. But if he gets reinstated by a certain point, we get a fifth-round pick. If he's not reinstated or it's after a certain date, then we get a sixth-round pick. And then when you add on top of that as well that the production for Calvin Ridley and what he does this year is also critical because, well, let's face it, we can get a fourth rounder if he makes the team. We can get a third rounder if he hurt, hits certain uh, benchmarks that we don't know about, whether it's playing time or you know production or whatever like that. And then we get a second rounder that moves up to a second rounder if Jacksonville ends up giving him a new deal. So I wish all the best. You know, I, I've talked about on the podcast before, all of the things that I had been privy to back in the fall, it now turns out that those things are true. And and the idea of, you know, the the mental health aspect of it and things like that, the break in, and, and he was freaked out by what all happened and things like that. I had I, I, gotten accurate information about all of that. I was curious if it would be true, but it, it certainly was but that doesn't excuse the gambling aspect of it. That doesn't excuse going on FanDuel or whatever it is. It's not innocuous when you start betting on your team. So even if it's to win, you can't do all of that. We we've gone over all of that kind of stuff, you know, here in past on the show and everything like that. But now now I'm rooting for Calvin Ridley. First off, he's in the AFC. So, by and large, I could care less what you know, Calvin Ridley's not going to be a detriment to the Atlanta Falcons. If he makes Jacksonville good, great. Because they're looking at Kansas City, Buffalo, you know, Cincinnati, all those teams out there. They don't affect what we do in the NFC. Don't affect what we do. But selfishly, I want him back immediately. I want him to be productive. I want him to earn another contract from the Jacksonville Jaguars. I wish nothing but the best for him because our compensation is a lot better if he does well. And look, Calvin Ridley's still a young, really good player, right? I mean, there's no reason why if he gets back on the football field and he's focused in and he's dialed in and and he's got all of his issues behind him and things like that, we know how good of a player he is. We know that he's a very good player, a very good wide receiver. Dare I say, a a number one wide receiver. Did a lot of good things for the Atlanta Falcons. But I wish him nothing but the best, and it's simply because I want good compensation back for him. Yes, I do want him personally to get better and to be healthy up here. I I do want him to make sure that he takes care of this. but. I got to get something back for Ridley. I can't let my number one wide receiver just walk out of this franchise and it just all goes to mush. I got to get all the picks, all of them high as I could possibly get. And look, we get a second and a fifth for Calvin Ridley. Okay. I think that's more compensation we got back for Matt Ryan. So I'm wishing nothing but the best for Calvin Ridley. I hope he blows it up in Jacksonville and look, he's going to a good situation, right? They were one of the more improved teams in the NFL. They were the division winner coming off the season last year, where, you know, they had urban Meyer and that whole fiasco and things. And I think they were three and 14. They went nine and eight, won the division made the second round of the playoffs. He can only help their team, right? Going to a good young group of guys, Trevor Lawrence, and Leonard Ford, or uh, not the Leonard Fournette. Um, uh, uh, the who's the the running back now? Now I forget the, the running back. Um, from Clemson, but he's going to a good situation. Travis Etienne, he's going to a good situation. Good offensive personnel. One of the up and coming young franchises in the league. And, and by the way, you know it wasn't that many years ago that Jacksonville was the best young franchise in the NFL. When they had Jalen Ramsey and all those guys down there, right? Dante Fowler and all those guys, you know, they, they were in, you know, Fournette was down there. They were in the AFC Championship. They were the best young roster in the NFL, entire the NFL. Their quarterback couldn't make a play. That's why they couldn't advance. Their quarterback made one play against New England. They'd have been in the Super Bowl that year and how things may have changed. Now they're building back and they've, in a few years, they've built themselves back up into that they're still one of the best young rosters in the NFL with ETN, with Trevor Lawrence, and now you add Calvin Ridley into the mix. That's a good franchise. That's a good-looking offensive group of personnel. So I wish nothing but the best for Calvin Ridley. I hope he gets a $100 million extension with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I hope he has 1,500 yards and 10 touchdowns this year. I hope he. I hope he gets reinstated instantly. I hope they. They. The commissioner holds out his arms like this, and they bring Travis. Or, or sorry, uh, Calvin Ridley up to the New York offices, and they give him a big hug, give him a big hug and a smooch on the cheek. I hope it all plays out well, because I want something for Calvin Ridley. I want compensation back for Ridley, because. The fact that we had to give this guy up still kind of ticks me off about everything. But, again, it's hitting all the reset buttons. All right, well, thank you so much for making Hitting Hard with John Truck for your first listen every day. Make sure you make Locked On Sports today your second listen. Biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you get all of your favorites from. We ask you to head over to YouTube.com. Put Locked on Sports Atlanta into that search browser. When you get there, hit that subscribe button. We're about 5,500 folks trying to get to 6,000. Leave us a comment. We are free and available to download as well on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple, wherever you get all of your favorites from. Check us out there. Roku and Amazon Fire, available on those platforms as well. So if you're looking for a little alternative media, check us out there on those platforms. And then give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. We will wrap up the week tomorrow. This has been hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.